from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Welcome back to Coffee with a Sign Painter. Um, we are on the cusp of spring, and uh, the winter weather looks like it's finally starting to uh, take its leave, and that's amazingly wonderful because I hate the winter. Um, <clears throat> I thought today I would talk about something that um, reared its ugly head last week, uh, and it seems to be keep keep popping up recently for me. Um, and I know it's a, a question I've been asked about before by some of the, the newer folks getting in because I've been pretty vocal over the years about uh, corporations and franchises and um, all that good stuff. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about, um, okay, here's, here's what happened. So first, this was several months back when we first got to this town, Denison. And uh, as I'm pulling in, I mean, we hadn't been here a week, and I'm in the shop truck, which it's obvious what we do because it's plastered all over the truck. And uh, this truck follows me right into the parking space um, and parks right behind me. And, uh, you know, me like a, like a dopey golden retriever, I'm like, hey, how's it going? Um, and the guy gets out of the truck, and he starts... Uh, it, essentially interrogating me um, about who I am and are you moving your business here? Uh, it, and it quickly became apparent that he was a local sign shop guy. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to make things, you know, pretty peaceful. So I, I said, hey, come on in, come come check out the studio. And, you know, he comes in and the, the first thing he does is he's looking all over the room I'm sure to see if we have a digital printer or something that's going to um, affect his business. I'm not sure. Um, and, and just kept hitting me with questions about, oh, so you only do paint? Okay, so you're just a sign painter. Um, you know, so obviously I, I'm no longer posing a threat to him or his livelihood, uh, which is all good. Um, you know, I, I, I get that there are people out there uh, that are are threatened by any change or anything new coming, and and that's all good. Uh, but it it really started something that has led into multiple other events and conversations. Um, the next one being um, having a conversation uh, with a friend a while uh, a few weeks ago who we were joking around talking about. Not, a, not even joking around. It's always been a semi-fantasy of my wife and I to have a little coffee shop. We'll probably never do it because neither of us wants to commit to everything that that would entail. But, you know, when I first met my wife, she was a barista at a coffee shop out in California. And that's actually where we met was in that coffee shop. Um, so we've always talked about it. And um, in the conversation, this this friend chimes in about you know, oh, well, you know, you could open a coffee shop and then you could franchise it and you could have multiple locations and you could just drive around managing the locations. And 
I immediately went on one of my uh, one of my uh, <laughs> fits about franchises and corporations, and um, you know, up until moving to this locale, which has very limited uh, resources, um, I hadn't stepped inside a Walmart for over ten years, and I was quite proud of that. Um, so now that we're in a location where out of desperation you occasionally need to I feel a little bit like I'm compromising but what you gonna do so anyways um, so what happened last week is I get this phone call from a guy and he's down in Dallas and Dallas has millions of people uh, and he's upset because my website is pulling up in his market which for three and a half years since we relocated out to Texas, I've been being found in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, other areas for what I do because we've written that into the SEO of the website. And, um, you know, so we go out and we get our little jobs here and there and, and we call it good. But uh, he calls me and he's, he's genuinely upset and agitated that I am being found in his town uh, for what I do. And, and he, he has his own sign business of some kind and does vinyl and other things as well. Um, but it just, it, it really, it really agitated me. And I've been trying to sort that out for days now. And I think, I think what I, I've, I've narrowed it down to is I am not a businessman. I, I do certain functions of a, of a business owner for the sole purpose of surviving to the next month so I can continue to make art and not have to have a job. <laughs> so uh, when, when, I, when I come across this mentality um, that I see with with business owners, and it's almost always the the franchise um, sign shop owners, the the vinyl guys that go out and buy these these franchises. It it it's like they they have this sense of ownership that I bought this town. All of the customers, the potential jobs, everything in this town is mine, and anyone who comes to this town and tries to take that you know, I'm going to challenge them. I just don't get it. You know, I mean, our business is microscopically small. It, it's basically me. Um, my wife works with me on occasion on actual on-site jobs, but she takes care of paperwork and bookkeeping and things that I'm too retarded to do. And we have an occasional person like coal that will pull on to a job because uh, I don't feel like dragging around ladders, you know, but all by myself. And he's a great help and has been for several years. Um, but that's it. And we're not looking to build a business. We're just looking to, you know, do what we do and, and enjoy it and get by to the next month and live our lives. But this, this sense of ownership, uh, has always puzzled me. And I think part of it is because I'm not a businessman. I'm not somebody who, you know, sits there and, and projects over the next 
12 to 24 months, you know, how much revenue and all, all of these things. And you know what, maybe, maybe I should be, maybe I should be that person who's planning and building, but no, I don't think so. That's not, that's not who I am. I, I want to create, I want to create art and I want to interact with people and I want to have relationships and I want to have a sense of community. Um, that's why I do this. And, you know, when, when I repeatedly deal with that personality that's talking about, you know, this is my town and, you know, why, why are you being found in my town for this type of work? You know, why, why are you doing that? Like, like I'm sitting there, you know, Dr. Evil style planning out, okay, I'm going to go down and get my market share. And it, it's just crazy to me, but at any rate, I just uh, I kind of wanted to get that off my chest and also kind of sort it out. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious how many of you have dealt with that. Um, I've dealt with it a lot over the years. And it, it seemed like back in the 90s, you know, when there was that real precarious uh, era, whether vinyl and digital was going to just completely squash sign painting out, um, it seemed like that was everywhere. Uh, you know, people were literally buying up what, you know, these territories and, okay, I've got, uh, you know, this town over to Main Street and you've got this part of town over to here and, uh, you know, all of these, um, this, this posturing of this is mine and I've bought this. And what's ironic to me is that there, there were a percentage of those guys. You know, I, I, I mentioned this in the movie Sign Painters about how they, they were just looking at, I can make this much money out of this many square feet of vinyl. But there were also a, a percentage of those franchise shops that were picked up by independent sign guys that were originally sign painters that, you know, they saw things changing and they said, well, we're just going to have to roll with this. And, um, you know, some, some quick sign type place would come in and, and, uh, and build out something in a strip center. And they figured, well, I, I join or die. So I'm going to just go ahead and buy that local franchise and erase my company name and my identity that I've had here for, 10, 15, 20 years, and I'm going to just go ahead and, and play their game. Um, which is, I think, you know, really interesting to me when I look at um, the people that have stuck with sign painting through all of that, uh, the resilience um, to just stubbornly say, no, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Uh, and, you know, I, I haven't kept this a secret. You know, I... Out of survival, there was there's a period of time um, that I worked in vinyl shop and a digital shop because there was absolutely no other options. And uh, you know, you got bills to pay and a family to feed, and you know, you do what you got to do. But when I when I was in a stage of life where it was, uh, you know, okay, I'm gonna kind of just do this on my own terms, there was absolutely no way. Um, but so that, that's, uh, that's something that 
that's been going on in my life recently is just trying to, I guess, deal with that again. I think part of it's just moving to this small town. Um, you know, small towns have quirks. Um, you know, when we first moved to Denton uh, from California, um, there was a guy there who'd been there forever. Uh, his name's Warren Lunt awesome sign painter, an awesome guy. We actually uh, really hit it off. Um, but I was so nervous when we first got there because I'm looking around the town and I'm seeing stuff that, you know, had obviously been done by a, sign, a skilled sign painter, not just somebody painting things. And, um, you know, I just kept thinking, oh man, I, I don't want to be stepping on this guy's toes. I don't want him to feel like I'm, you know, taking stuff that he's, you know, built up over time. And we kept getting more and more work in Denton, um, you know, and we've talked openly about it, you know, he and I, and, uh, you know, it, it's really cool because he's, he feels about it the same way about it that I do. You know, there's, there's plenty of work out there. I've got my customers, you've got your customers, you know, we, we've worked on a few projects together. We enjoy each other's company, you know, what's the harm? Um, and I really think that's the way it should be. But I also think that's the difference between, um, you know, the outlook of, of a person who's just trying to survive as an artist versus a business person, you know, who's looking at building and conquering and profit margins and all of this stuff. I mean... Like I said, may, maybe maybe I could use a little bit more of that. Maybe I would be in a better position in my life at this age and and all of that. But um, but I don't think so. I think that just takes something that's kind of beautiful and kind of um, kind of pure in a way, which I, I I think sign painting is. It's a you know you you're expressing art when you make a sign and I, and I know the whole, you know, it's only a sign and all that mentality. And there is some truth to that. Uh, but there, there's not a sign painter out there that even secretly doesn't drive by someplace that he, uh, painted the sign. And if he did a really creative, beautiful job and, uh, and knows it's art, uh, especially when you see people interact with it and you see people stopping and taking pictures and pointing up to what you painted and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, it's art. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's that's where we're at. You know, this the this culture that, that we've all grown up around, you know, the, la the last... 50 years of, of the world's culture has just gotten more and more and more material centric. And, um, you know, the, it, it, it's ironic to me in a way that, uh, everything has been so corporatized and, um, you know, you see these big corporations now trying to embrace things looking hand rendered and handcrafted and, um, it's like you guys are the jerks that almost squashed it out, you know, uh, because it, it, it's all of this uh, process and um, 
refinement and distillment that takes the flavor out of everything. This is another uh, discussion I, I was having with somebody. It's, you know, that's why I can't stand um, that mentality of corporation and franchising and all of this kind of thing is it's just it's this distilling of whatever you know somebody came up with something good what you know okay i came up with this delicious sandwich let's say and it succeeded and my shop got full every lunchtime and people lined up outside because i made a really great sandwich and the minute somebody tries to turn that into uh, a franchise or a corporation or or whatever so that they can capitalize on it it that's it starts the the steady decline because everyone who gets on board who's looking at increasing the profits starts extracting anything in that sandwich that uh, made it what it was in the first place in exchange for a slight bump in profit until you end up with a McDonald's cheeseburger which doesn't look like a cheeseburger and you can sit on the shelf for a year and it doesn't change and what's amazing to me is how many people that are in that realm that corporate realm don't get it you know they're, they're so pumped up and they're so on that train that they just don't get what they're doing they're destroying themselves as they go and I, I, I I've watched this happen over and over. You know, after the big explosion that is Starbucks, you know, all of these companies jumped on board. We're going to be another Starbucks. And Starbucks themselves, you go into Starbucks now, it is nothing like Starbucks was five, six, ten years ago. And it's because they're slowly squeezing every penny they can. That, that is the nature of a corporation. That is why, that is why Walmart and, and companies like Walmart are despised. They, you know, the the thing that I've always had a challenge with with Walmart is Walmart's entire business model has been to come to a small community and wipe out absolutely everybody there that's competing with them. So if you are the guy with the little hardware store or you're the, the person with the little bit, uh, little nursery uh, selling plants, whatever it is, they're going to starve you out because they can, you know, sell stuff at such a ridiculously discounted rate through slave labor in other parts of the world. And they're going to starve you out to the point that you've got no choice but to you know, hang it up and, you know, most of those guys probably end up going and working, you know, for part-time hours with no benefits to run those same departments for Walmart. I, I find that hor horribly upsetting that that's not only a business model, but that we've all participated. We all have, you know, every time you're going in there and buying something or and it's not just Walmart it's it's just the whole system is it destroys itself as it goes and then everyone's shocked 10 years down the road when things aren't good for you and you know oh, oh I can't believe there's 
pink slime in a McDonald's whatever. How can you not believe that? So, anyways. Um, I just kind of wanted to, I guess, vent a little. And uh, I don't know if anybody out there sees it that way. I know I see it that way. And uh, it's my show, so I get to talk about it. But... Um, I guess uh, I guess the the reminder for all of us that are pursuing this and pursuing art and a lifestyle that is uh, not material based and is community based is um, stick to your guns. There's always going to be someone coming and dangling a carrot, and uh, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, you know, to figure out that the uh, uh, all of the people that have been on board with those things have painted themselves in a corner. The system's broken. It's limping along. And, you know, the, the things with heart are the things that, that, that have staying power. It's always been that way. It's been that way through, you know, history and regimes. And uh, it always will be that way. So um, there you go. I... I I kind of wanted to uh, break up the interviews and uh, cover a few of these other subjects once in a while. So this is uh, a good timing for this week, I guess. Um, and I wanted to, again, thank everybody for listening to the show. It's continually growing. Uh, we're, I believe, in 47 countries now. And um, if you like the show, drop us a review on iTunes. We also got some swag on uh, our sh shop store that uh, some cool stuff for sign painters um, check that out if you want and um, we will be back next week with uh, with another interview and uh, enjoy the onset of spring today's episode of coffee with a sign painter is brought to you by full city rooster coffee roasters in Dallas, Texas, roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com. Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstar.com. 